0: Biden cause and effect, my friends, when it comes to the border, couldn't be any more clear. We'll take a look at the crisis the administration and the media seem desperate to ignore at our southern border on tonight's Hold the Line.
1: When the Trump administration negotiated the Remain in Mexico agreement... The numbers plummeted. Now, the Remain in Mexico agreement didn't magically end poverty in the Northern Triangle. The Remain in Mexico agreement didn't magically cause the cartels, they're committing horrific acts of crimes in the Northern Triangle to disappear. Now, you suddenly see the numbers skyrocketing. It wasn't suddenly poverty returned to the Northern Triangle. It wasn't suddenly these vicious murdering cartels rediscovered they were vicious murdering cartels. What happened is Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible and put his right hand in the air and repudiated the policies that were working, ripped that international agreement to shreds, and that caused the spike.
0: Welcome to Hold the Line, I'm Buck Sexton. Ted Cruz and Fuego there, explaining what is the essential truth of the crisis at our southern border, and one that the Biden administration has absolutely no interest in anybody paying any attention to. Why is this happening? Why are the numbers what they are? Well, first, let's look at the numbers to give you a sense of the scale we're talking about here. Apprehensions at the border, April, 178,000. March, 173,000, right? So up a little bit in April over March and could be even higher this month than they were last month. Why is this happening? There have been a lot of things said about this. There have been a lot of People in the media who point to the uh, bottled up migration pressure from COVID or they say, look at uh, hurricanes or climate change in Central America, any number of things. No, the difference, and this is quite clear when you look at right before the pandemic and where we are now. So we'll, we'll eliminate the border during the pandemic for obvious reasons. It was shut down. It was shut down. All borders really around the world were largely shut down. Uh, And and that is because of a decision that was made with regard to Remain in Mexico. What did the Remain in Mexico program that the Trump administration put in effect do? It said that if you want to claim asylum, which is what the family units and the the adult males who are coming into the country right now across the border illegally, they're all saying they want asylum. And if you're going to claim asylum, you have to stay on the Mexican side of the U.S.-Mexico border. Central Americans predominantly, but there are a lot of other people coming as well. You have to stay in Mexico until your court hearing. And at that point, you cross into the United States. And if you are denied your asylum claim, if you're denied that due process, if you will, you are sent immediately back across the border. You are deported. So if it's really about asylum and people from Northern Triangle countries in Central America or other countries all over the world were really trying to get get asylum legally in America, Why did the numbers plummet? Why did all of a sudden the entire surge at our border go away? Because the whole game here all along, and people that know the border understand this, the Democrats are hoping you don't know this, was come into the country, say the required words, get past the credible fear screening, get released into the interior of the United States and then disappear. Stay forever. You don't have to show up at your hearing. Maybe the hearing won't even be for a few years. Who knows if that hearing will even come. Maybe you'll have amnesty before there's even a chance to show up for your asylum hearing. These are all the different calculations that were being made by hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants in the United States. The Trump administration managed to deal with that by putting the Remain in Mexico policy in place. It changed the incentive structure for adults to cross illegally. What did Biden do? got rid of it right away, decided we don't want that remain-in-Mexico policy anymore. What are they going to replace it with? Well, we don't know what the Biden administration even wants to do at the border, other than ignore it, really, because Kamala Harris, speaking of ignoring the border, uh, hasn't even been down there. Senator Chad Cruz also pointed this out.
1: Kamala Harris has been to the Canadian border as vice president, But not the southern border. The last I checked, we don't have a crisis of thousands of Canucks coming south across the border. This is a dereliction of duty. It is deliberate and they don't intend to fix it. They don't intend to fix it because they have promised the radicals they will have open borders and they will not enforce our laws And that is endangering the people of my home state of Texas. It's endangering people all across the country. It is unacceptable, it is inhumane, and it's wrong.
0: It's absolutely correct. What he's saying here about how the Democrats, the left, the Biden administration don't really want to fix it, that's true. And that's what you need to take away from this. Everyone has to understand that what we talk about as a crisis, because it clearly is, if you believe in rule of law, if you believe in sovereignty and a secure border, the left that controls the Democrat Party now completely disagrees this is even a problem. The only aspect of the crisis we've seen, the Democrat Party at its core, at at its base, believes is an issue, is that we have been detaining children in close quarters for longer than the prescribed time because there are so many of them crossing over the border. That's the only issue for them. So as long as children are are released very quickly and are in very comfortable conditions when they're dropped off in US custody by cartel smugglers, Democrats don't see this as an issue. How can we expect them to fix a problem when they don't even believe it's a problem? But then again, how can we expect them to be honest about anything when they have the DHS Secretary Mayorkas pretending that we can't see, and I saw it as you know myself just a matter of weeks ago, we can't see what's really happening down there. Here's Mayorkas on how, oh, don't worry, the border is closed.
1: We have cameras today in Texas that are showing humongous groups of dozens or hundreds of migrants walking right into the country. So I'm curious what you meant last week when you said the border is closed. Uh,
0: What I meant is um, uh, precisely that. The border is closed. Uh, We are expelling uh, single adults and families under the title 42 authority that rests with uh, the center for disease control Uh, and uh, we decided as an administration in furtherance of the president's direction to administer our immigration laws of this country in an orderly and safe and humane way that we will not expel unaccompanied children so all unaccompanied children stay in the u.s just remember that so if you now are a, an illegal immigrant in the United States, you want to have your child join you. you, you have them cross the border, they're going to be allowed to do that, right? Okay, fine. That's, our, that's already established, we know that. When he says that family units and single adults are, are being expelled, most of them are not. 60 to 70% of family units get to stay in the United States. It really depends on how old the child is in your custody. And people don't like to talk about this because once there's a greater understanding among the smugglers of what the, those age limits are, guess what happens? More children at that age start showing up with adults claiming that there are family units they can get entry into the United States and be able to stay. The gaming of the system that is going on here is absolutely massive. And the truth is that the Democrat Party does not want to fix it. They don't want to fix it because they don't view it as a problem. All right, Liz Cheney is out as chairman of the House Republican Caucus. After the break, Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado joins us to discuss the shakeup in house leadership. Stay right there. If you've ever thought about investing in real estate, I want you to take me up on this recommendation right now. Visit doneforyoubuck.com or you can learn more about my friends at doneforyourealestate. If you haven't checked them out yet, let me make this easy for you. These guys have a way to make real estate investing straightforward and their system flat out works. I know because I'm using it. It allows everyday hardworking Americans to finally own investment real estate without all the risk and difficulty of doing it on your own. I can't possibly tell you in strong enough terms during this quick commercial, how important it is you check these guys out and and every phase of what they do and why it works so well. So try me with this. If you visit doneforyoubuck.com at the top of the page, is a podcast interview I did with Done For You Real Estate, where you can hear my personal experience with their company in my own words. I'll tell you about it in detail, from picking the city to getting the house, the broker, the loan, even getting a tenant in place so I get cash flow every month. Visit doneforyoubuck.com, listen to the podcast interview, and give my friends a chance to show you what they can do for you.
1: For reasons that I don't understand, leaders in in my party have decided to embrace the former president who launched that attack. And I think you've watched over the course of the last several months, um, the former president get more aggressive, more vocal, um, pushing the lie. Well, it's an ongoing threat. So um, silence is not an option. He must not ever again be anywhere close to the Oval Office.
0: An, An ongoing threat launched the attack. After being ousted by her Republican colleagues from House leadership, Liz Cheney vows to continue her fight against former President Trump, of course. Colorado Representative Lauren Boebert is one member who voted Cheney out, calling her the GOP of the past. She joins us now to discuss Congresswoman Boebert. uh, Tough vote for you. Easy vote for you. How would you how would you gauge it?
2: Uh, This was a very easy decision. It was easy the first time we tried to oust her from leadership earlier this year. Uh, you know, we, we really thought we'd be successful then, you know, it's really interesting to hear her say uh, that he's been more vocal, more uh, more aggressive on this. Uh, I, I thought the tweeting stopped. We haven't been hearing from him. We want to hear more from him. And I thought that for four years, that was the solution. You know, if only he could stop tweeting, then America would be a better place. Well, there's no more mean tweets. And uh, America certainly isn't better than what it was. But uh, Liz Cheney, like her fist pumping pal, Joe Biden, would have been better. Better off for America if she just shut up and did nothing. Instead of uh, it, un, um, untying, uh, she, excuse me, instead of un, uh, un- un- uniting, she divided. Instead of helping pass conservative policies, she attacked conservative leaders. Uh, when When I get out of the DC bubble, people aren't asking me what the conference chair thinks. They don't care about leadership. They don't care about leadership's musical chairs. They want to know what congressmen are really leading on the issues and getting stuff done.
0: And we have to take some notice, Congresswoman, of who is suddenly a defender of a Republican member of Congress, uh, here is the White House press secretary under the Biden administration, of course, Jen Psaki. telling everybody that she's very disturbed about this.
2: It's disturbing to see any leader, regardless of party, being attacked for simply speaking the truth. And as the president said last week, uh, it's hard to understand.
3: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast.
0: Uh, I don't think it's hard to understand at all. (laughs) I think that uh, when you're a politician and you take a position that is highly unpopular with the people who voted for you and and the base within that party, uh, they keep saying that this is cancel culture now. Congresswoman, it's like the left doesn't know what cancel culture is because it only happens to us.
2: Uh, that's right. They they're very uh, foreign to uh, what cancel culture is really like. We face this each and every day. Um, this is actually standing up to our principles. And like I said, the the people who send us to office, um, they want us to lead on the issues. They're not um, concerned with who sits on the dais of the Republican Conference. They want to know who's standing up to China, who's fighting on pro, on the pro life cause, who's securing American energy dominance, who's fighting the Green New Deal, who's draining this. Gross, deep swamp. Uh, the answer to these questions are really found in my friends in the Freedom Caucus, like Jim Jordan and Chairman Andy Biggs. And then, of course, there's others like my fellow co-chair of the Second Amendment Caucus, Thomas Massey. These are the people who are actually leading on the issues. I've partnered with Congressman Chip Roy uh, to force a uh, my bill to the floor for a vote with a discharge petition uh, to protect American energy. And this is what matters to everyone at home.
0: And uh, Congresswoman, I just want to know, how would you describe the difference in vision? I, and I know this could, you could probably write a series of books on this or do a series of speeches, but the difference in vision in, in a minute or less between what Liz Cheney represented in leadership and where you think the GOP should go now?
2: Well, Liz Cheney's GOP uh, is definitely the GOP of the past and we are not going back there. President Trump has pioneered the way uh, for Republican leaders to actually make and keep promise and follow through on the the promises that they have made to the American people. Um, Gone are the days of uh, Republicans saying one thing and then doing another uh, when they're in office and forgetting who they actually work for. President Trump remembered the forgotten voters and, uh, and, and actually brought peace to the world. Look at what we're seeing. in Israel now um, without strong leadership here in America. And we don't need neocons like Liz Cheney in leadership in the Republican Party.
0: And there's a lot going on right now outside of the uh, Republican leadership struggle, which is now pretty much over. I know they're looking at Elise Stefanik. Actually, no, before we move on, Elise Stefanik, what do you think?
2: We need a conservative uh, in, in leadership, and I don't think that anyone should step up to this position without a challenger. Uh, we need to have a, a, a debate. We need to have options and uh, and I'm looking forward uh, to beginning that process tonight. I, I really uh, wish that we would have uh, put this off a little bit longer uh, so there could be more people to actually go home and consider uh, what this position would mean to their family and to, the, to their constituents, um, have have a, a moment to reflect and um, even seek God for wisdom and if they should uh, step up and, and run. But um, this isn't really uh, an election, it's more of a selection and it's a coordinated effort from leadership to hurry up and get this
0: over with also wanted to ask about your thoughts on a, a, a recent twitter exchange of sorts that happened because of the situation unfolding in israel right now where israel's responding to hamas terrorist attacks and rocket fire uh Ilhan omar also in congress wrote israeli airstrikes killing civilians in gaza is an act of terrorism palestinians deserve protection unlike israel missile defense programs such as iron dome don't exist to protect palestinian civilians it's unconscionable to not condemn these attacks on the week of Eid. And you responded to her, to Congresswoman Omar, uh, that she should decide whether she wants to be a congresswoman or a full-time propagandist for Hamas. Why are her fellow Democrats so silent about her disgraceful comments? Uh, any, any effort from the Congresswoman's office to, to clarify uh, her stance when it comes to
2: Hamas? No, they only fortify it. Look, when I hear state-sponsored terrorism, I think of crazy politicians with suicide belts strapped to their waist in Iran. But unfortunately, there are also politicians that support terrorism in the United States Congress. Ilhan Omar, a full-time propagandist for Hamas, has used her Twitter to promote violence against one of our closest allies. Hamas has fired... 1,000 or more rockets at Israel, but then the left gets outraged when Israel defends itself. Israel, like other countries, has the right to self-defense, and it's anti-Semitic and disgusting to suggest otherwise. Look, Buck, maybe Ilhan Omar should stop funneling her husband millions of campaign dollars, and I'm not talking about her brother, talking about the other one, and stop inciting violence against our closest allies and start putting America first. The left's anti-Semitism is wrong and it is disgusting.
0: Congresswoman Boebert, thanks so much for being with us. Always appreciate it. You uh, you say it like you think it, we appreciate that. All right, California Governor Gavin Newsom makes a stunning announcement about the future of mask mandates in the Golden State. Is it really finally dawning on the lockdown left that this has got to end? We have a closer look at that question in tonight's Buck Brief. Stay right there. I've been telling you for a while now about online thieves who can easily steal your home's title. But you don't have to take my word for it. Take it from this thief who stole over 150 homes and was sentenced to 25 years in prison. This is why you need home title lock.
1: Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name.
0: Heard enough? Don't let this crime happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and enter code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com.
2: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
0: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
2: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact.
3: Considering all of these factors, the data on vaccine effectiveness, the science on their ability to protect against circulating variants, and our growing understanding
1: of the low risk of transmission to others
3: combined with universal access to vaccines for those 12 and older. Today, CDC is updating our guidance for fully vaccinated people. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing.
0: CDC Director Rochelle Walensky announcing the latest update on masking guidance for vaccinated Americans. The announcement comes as pressure mounted on the agency for quite some time to justify its increasingly absurd guidance. The pressure isn't just coming from the right anymore over the past several weeks. Now many on the left have appeared more willing to openly question both Joe Biden's continued insistence on outdoor masking and just the CDC's credibility itself. So is reality finally dawning on the lockdown left? A closer look in tonight's Buck Brief. Oh, my friends, we're almost through the madness. Now understand that there are still plenty of people out there who really believe that this needs to continue on. And the mask for them has become something of a security blanket. They, 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 they don't want to give it up. That The mask keeps them safe. They believe this. They were told this. No, it turns out that there's now not any reasonable grounds whatsoever especially considering the CDC has already admitted this, but this has been clear for months now to force vaccinated people to continue to wear a mask. And also this was an enormous blunder from a public messaging perspective, because as a result of the Biden administration's keep living your life in fear, even when you're vaccinated campaign, a lot of people were saying rationally, reasonably, okay, well, why am I gonna get the vaccine then? So finally they had to bow a little bit to reality, and it's not just the CDC and the Biden administration. Remember uh, Governor Lockdown himself in California, Newsom? You know the guy who banned outdoor dining. That's right. You couldn't eat outside at a restaurant. Full, free, flowing air. Nope. Not allowed. Unless you're Gavin Newsom. Then you go to French laundry, the most one of the most expensive restaurants in the country, and you're with a dozen friends, you're indoors, no masks. Ha ha ha. Rules are for peasants. Well, Gavin Newsom's found out that the peasants have grabbed the pitchforks and the torches and they are coming for his governorship. They've decided that enough is enough, and he now faces a recall effort. So what's he doing in response? This?
3: We will be updating our mask guidelines. Outdoor masking, if we reach that threshold where we hope to be, uh, will be substantially, uh, in fact, will be eliminated those mandates. There'll be guidelines and recommendations, but for indoor activities, Uh, We will still have likely uh, some mask uh, guidelines and mandates, uh, but we hope uh, sooner than later that those will be lifted as well. But the bottom line is we'll go back to most broad strokes, a semblance of normalcy, if we continue down this path.
0: (sighs) If we continue down this path, we'll see if he actually allows us to. You never know when these lockdowns... Can you just feel... Feel the, feel the release of the crazy now. It took them months longer than it should have, many months longer than it should have, but, oh yes, they finally understand. Okay, if you're vaccinated, it's unreasonable to expect people who are vaccinated to still live their lives as though they are at substantial threat from COVID. In fact, even the Fauci himself, the little lab coat Stalinist, Dr. Fauci, he said, okay, yeah, if you're vaccinated, put aside your mask, play it.
1: If you were going into a completely crowded situation where people are essentially falling all over each other, then you wear a mask. (laughs) But any other time, if you're vaccinated and you're outside, put aside your mask. You don't have to wear it. Put
0: aside your mask. Beautiful words to hear. We just should have heard them a very long time ago. It just became completely untenable. Fortunately, people like me, and many others in conservative media have been pounding the drum loudly enough on this that enough people were hearing the truth and the real information, the absurdity of these arguments. So now the lockdown left is having to relent. They're having to finally stop being so crazy and stop doing things like this. Andy Slavitt, who is the uh, vaccine advisor or vaccine distribution advisor for the Biden administration, he went on TV, asked a very simple question. I'm just playing this for you so you can see an example of how absurd their arguments are and how it doesn't make any sense asked a very simple question why does biden still wear a mask outside here's what he said
1: well look i think people who've been vaccinated are are starting to get a little bit impatient with um what can i do um you know can i go indoors can i take masks off etc and i think the cdc is getting there step by step so right now you can do pretty much everything outdoors without a mask You can do everything um, indoors if you're around vaccinated people without a mask. So why were they all wearing masks in there yesterday? Well, I don't think that I'm not sure sure that the president is the average uh, person. I I personally think there's a lot of protections around the president. Why does he need lots of Secret Service agents? Why does he why do they, you know, belt and suspender everything with the president? Because he's a very important person. And I think you shouldn't take your, your mark just by what you see in the Oval Office. I think most people, if you're indoors, around other people that are vaccinated. The C- CDC says it's okay. Um, and I think you should listen to the CDC on that.
0: So should you listen or, oh, no, if you're Biden, you're really important and you have Secret Service, so you still wear a mask? Yeah, uh, the Secret Service, they don't have those guns to shoot the virus out of the air. It has nothing to do with anything. But I, I almost feel sorry for he's asked this question. He doesn't want to say... Yeah, Biden's kind of an old dumbass and he's just doing it because he's used to doing it and that's where we are. I mean, that's really where things are coming down now. There is no reasonable argument for Biden to keep wearing a mask. There, now finally the CDC has said it. So those of us who have been for weeks, for months now saying vaccinated people should not have to wear masks, period, full stop. We were right. We were right. Because the risks for people who are vaccinated have not, that that hasn't changed at all. The numbers are the numbers. But the pressure finally got to be enough that they had to say, okay, we're going to stop being crazy. And it's, no, they're still crazy, but as crazy. And if you want to know how much the tide has really turned, the chief propagandist for the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, has come out to say, schools should open entirely in the fall. Play it. Conditions have changed. We can and we must reopen schools in the fall for in-person teaching, learning, and support. And we must keep them open fully and safely five days a week. Huh. I know what people may be thinking, oh, that's great. The teachers unions, wow, they really care so much about the kids. Here's the truth. The teachers unions insisted on closing when they shouldn't have. Private schools, parochial schools have been open all year. Public schools in places across the country have been shut down because of the lazy, greedy teachers unions who put adults before children. They have stolen a year of growth from millions of children, many of whom can least afford that. And now they want a pat on the back because they've stopped being hostage-taking psychos? Sorry, teachers unions. Just because you have to cave to the pressure doesn't mean we're going to give you a cookie. All right, rockets continue to rain down on cities around Israel as the IDF ramps up efforts to defend Israelis from the deadly barrage. When we come back, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, president of the London Center for Policy Research, is going to give us an update on the ongoing conflict. One of the United States' most important strategic allies remains under attack, and President Biden reaffirmed his full support yesterday.
3: Israel has a right to defend itself when you have thousands of rockets flying into your territory, but uh, I had a a conversation for a while with with the uh,
2: Prime Minister of Israel,
3: and uh, I think that uh, my hope is that we'll see uh, this coming to conclusion sooner than later.
0: It really is actually hard to even understand what this guy's saying, never mind what he's thinking these days, but we'll hold that for another time. Joining me now to discuss, we have retired DOD intelligence operative and president of the London Center for Policy Research, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, my friend. Uh, Tony, good to see you.
3: Good to see you.
0: What do you make of this latest uh, spasm of terrorist violence coming from Hamas? Is this likely to spread into a, a bigger conflict in the area perhaps even spill out in the region or is this going to calm down quickly what do you think
3: no i think this is the beginning of an expansion of violence and uh, there's two reasons for that first uh, uh you and i both uh, i think have studied uh, cause and effect for most of our career and gee a guy named uh, secretary of state tony Blinken opens up uh, the cash coffers to hamas Two hundred and thirty-five million dollars downrange. Next thing you know, they got missiles, and they're shooting them into the uh, Israeli country. I, I think that's connected. Secondly, uh, the Biden administration and all of the things they're doing across the board has been completely feckless. There's no strategy. There's no power behind it. The very thing we just watched, Buck, it emboldens our enemies. They know that that Joe Biden is of, of limited capacity to deal with complex challenges. So therefore, I hate to say this, and I hope I'm wrong, but I see this as the beginning of an escalation of violence. And I'm gonna say something that may not sit well with a lot of folks, dare I say, this may be the beginning of the end for the Abraham Accords and all the good work that Mike Pompeo and the Trump administration did to bring that to work on it.
0: You mentioned Secretary of State Blinken Uh, We actually have a statement from him we can play for everybody at home on what what matters right now and what he's looking at in terms of a two-state solution. The United States remains committed to a two-state solution. This violence takes us further away uh, from that goal. We fully support Israel's legitimate right to defend itself. We've condemned, and I condemn again, the rocket attacks in the strongest possible terms. We believe Palestinians and Israelis equally deserve to live with safety uh, and security. What do you think of that statement, Tony?
3: It's late. Uh, they took forever to respond. I think the way they responded is a signal that they're not taking this seriously. Uh, the other thing, too, to be very clear on this, I, again, I'm not. I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but I need to make it very clear, is that the the you know the Trump administration had defunded most, if not all, the, the funding support for Hamas and what they were doing all you know the the to the to the uh, Palestinians. I, I won't say Hamas. But I'm saying that all that money was re-insinuated into the system, and immediately you have this escalation of violence. Uh, and so uh, Blinken and his State Department is not on top of this. And the other thing that's very clear here is this two-state solution they continue to talk about is not going to be practical until Hamas decides it's going to stop uh, using violence as a method of political expression. That was one of the things the Trump administration was trying to make very clear. Uh, and until that happens, uh, and until the Hamas uh, the, until Hamas recognizes the right of, of the Israeli state to exist, there, there's no uh, two-state solution possible.
0: Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on this issue. I, Tony, I, and a lot of people listen to her. I look, this, she does a live stream and, you know, every every semi-literate uh, millennial and Gen Z liberal under the age of 30 is transfixed by whether it's foreign policy or anything else. Here she is on Twitter. By only stepping in to name Hamas's actions, which are condemnable, and refusing to acknowledge the rights of Palestinians, Biden reinforces the false idea that Palestinians instigated this cycle of violence. This is not neutral language. It takes a side. The side of occupation. I- I mean, I'm, you know, Tony, you're a military guy, I'm, I'm an ex Intel analyst guy. I was of the impression for all my years in that if you fire rockets at somebody who's not at war with you, you're starting something.
3: Now, and let's be very clear on this. The Millennials are completely lost when it comes to this Palestinian state. The Palestinians never had a state. Uh, they uh, the, That area has been it, it part of the Middle East and part of multiple groups having it over the years. The millennials don't understand, Buck, that the, the Israelis were actually there long before Palestine existed. As I recall, if you read the Bible, they were actually expelled out of Egypt. Uh, which you know is a long and, and, and prospering culture that goes way back thousands of years. So this whole idea that uh, that what she's saying is that uh, you know that there's a possibility that the, they were attacked by the Israelis is, is completely false on the face of it. The Palestinian uh, entity, whatever you want to call them, Hamas, chose to buy rockets, prepare them, and shoot them into the Israeli space, into the Israeli country. That's what happened here. And so uh, she seems, anytime she speaks, especially on Twitter, to be word salad. Uh, I don't know if you could really make much sense of what she's trying to say in any cogent way. She just does not speak in any cogent way from anything I've ever seen.
0: Tony, what would you look for here for next steps to get uh, ahead of possible escalation from enemies in the region? Uh, do, Do you worry that we might start to see Hezbollah get itchy trigger fingers? I do, I
3: will. And so look, the the inevitable outcome of what we're seeing is the uh, Iranians fueling uh, the chaos, Hezbollah being one of their prime surrogates. uh, And I think you're going to see an expansion of violence across the board. And and as I said, Buck, unfortunately, uh, this endangers the Abraham Accords. Uh, One of the things we, the London Center, have been trying to do is find a way to work on, on continuing that process And frankly, at this point, uh, I see the Iranians challenging uh, the entire region. And and let me say this on the record, I think we're going to see a closer closer, uh, relationship between Saudi Arabia and the Israelis than the Israelis than the United States. Because right now at this point, there are other Arab nations who recognize that working with the Israelis is the right way to go. I see that being undermined by the Biden administration.
0: To what you just said, Uh, former Secretary of State under Trump, Mike Pompeo, put this out on Twitter, Hezbollah and Hamas know they're about to be flushed with cash, so their efforts to undermine Middle East stability, the Abraham Accords, and Israel security will continue. Appeasement of Iran is destabilizing the Middle East, and it's shocking Democrats don't understand this. Tony, I think we can agree they don't understand this. They reject this notion, and we're going to suffer, and the Middle East is going to suffer the consequences as a result. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, good to see you, my friend. We'll talk soon. It's, it's good seeing you, Buck. Thank you. Coming up on Quick Kits, we have so much for you. Stay with us. You'll see. We're living in very uncertain times and being prepared for the unknown is more important than ever. I'm sure you've noticed the world we live in today is anything but predictable. The government is passing massive spending bills. The Federal Reserve is printing trillions of dollars in fiat currency. And many experts are predicting inflation could run rampant in the coming months. That could spell disaster for the dollars in your bank account. We could all benefit from something a little more reliable right about now. Well, what could be more reliable than real gold and silver? I'm talking about real gold and silver you can actually hold right in your hands. Call the Oxford Gold Group now and learn how easy it is to get real gold and silver sent securely directly to your home or how you can have real gold and silver placed in your IRA or 401k. Just call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and ask for your free guide on owning gold and silver. Again, call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Call them right now, 833-600-GOLD. One more time, that's 833-600-GOLD. Israeli Defense Forces send a powerful message about what's going on right now. We also have Nancy Pelosi trying to slap down a Republican member of the House, and de Blasio is gross. Uh, but let's get into all this. I mean, first, we have a compelling video from the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, as people are now viewing this conflict. It, it should be very straightforward. You have one side here, Hamas that is firing rockets at the state of Israel, trying to, actively trying to kill civilians, old people, children, whomever. That is their goal. The Israeli defense forces are responding in order to stop this terrorist onslaught, and that does result in, yes, the deaths of terrorists, but also collateral damage, which is a way of saying dead civilians. It's a terrible thing, but it is a feature of warfare, which is what they have been forced into by hamas which benefits from just making everything worse for everyone i mean hamas is a vicious and destructive and evil entity as you can see from what's going on not just in this military exchange but also the previous ones before this whether it was using suicide bombers or sending rockets and mortars into civilian territory trying to kill innocent random strangers. So there isn't a moral equivalency here. It's very important that everyone understand that and that you hear it because there are many in the media who don't seem to understand that. They tend to take the side, not of the Palestinian people per se, no, no. They tend to uh, try to downplay Hamas's terrorist acts and pretend this is some kind of resistance movement that is worthy of respect. That's not gonna fly the Israeli Defense Forces understands that they are in a messaging battle as well as a military one. And so they released this video asking, what if this was your city? I tell you this right now, if this were uh, my city and I had any say in what the armed forces were doing or if I myself were a part of them, I'd go after the enemy with everything I had to stop them as quickly as I could. That's what the Israelis are doing. We should all be very clear on that point. Now, taking things into a slightly less intense direction or substantially less intense direction, Uh, Pelosi doesn't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not a surprise. You know why? Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, she fights. And we got MTG versus AOC, which would be quite a debate. We had heard that that might happen. I have a feeling it probably won't. But Pelosi is now saying she wants an ethics committee to look into how mean MTG is being about Congresswoman AOC
2: reported to our office about what happened uh, as the members were leaving the floor yesterday uh, the verbal assault and real abuse uh, of our colleague, Congresswoman uh, 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 AOC. <laughs> the, it, it's so beyond the pale of anything uh, that is in keeping with bringing honor to the house or not bringing dishonor to the house. It's so beyond the pale that you wonder is this, it probably is a matter for the ethics committee.
0: I, I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit surprised that Nancy Pelosi doesn't spontaneously combust into flames when she talks about bringing honor to the house. It's, it's a little shocking. You, you would think that she would say that or, you know, like, like she, would, she would immediately melt, you know, just at the, at the word honor or the word integrity or decency or truth or any of that. But no, no, she's worried about MTG. It's so, she's being so mean to, to AOC. Uh, yes, this is what we're up against now, friends. Um, speaking about things we're up against, New York's had a tough go for the last 12 months, last 14 months, really, since the pandemic started. Been under a lot of lockdowns, a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety out there. We have the worst mayor in the country, with the possible exception of Portland, Oregon. Although these days, I don't know, it feels like de Blasio is actually gaining some steam on Mayor Ted Wheeler. And when he puts out videos like this, it makes you think, yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna have to leave New York City real soon.
1: Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um,
0: I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this, you delicious fries? Wait Matt. But there's also a a burger element to this. Let me let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? Um, this could be breakfast. Good to go. Okay. I want you to look at this and think about. Again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> This guy's making me hate hamburgers. I didn't know that was possible. Oh my. Yes, friends. Bill de Blasio, whether it's New York or your favorite fast food burger place, he can ruin absolutely anything. It's almost like a gift. It's a special talent that he has. Uh, a talent he does not have is running a city well and preventing people from fleeing it as fast as they can. But that's it for tonight's Hold the Line. We have the No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly up next. Shields high.